How many of y'all uh, like competition? Y'all like competition? Good. All right. Well, you're going to get an opportunity here. Get your swords out. Get your swords in the air. Now, we do them around here. I think the best way to do it is like this. And now I'm going to watch real tough and see if you start cheating. Before we start now, that ain't, what are we going to do? Do the boy? Oh, I got to do the mic. I got to put the mic on. Um, how about we do boys against the girls? Sound like a winner? All right. Here's how we're going to do it. The first one that jumps up and starts reading is the one that wins it, all right? So if you stand up, don't stand up and just stand there. You got to stand and start just shouting it out. All right, we ready? Let's do one in the New Testament. Let's do, do an easy one. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14. 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Charge. 1 Corinthians 16, 14. That's it. Brother Edgy got it. We're going to do the best, what, three out of five? We got boys ones, girls zero. All right, let's try it here. Let's do one. Let's just do a good one in the psalm. Psalm 143.8. Psalm 143.8. Charge. Psalm Boys and girls, men and women, boys and girls. One and one. All right, here we go. Uh, let's try. Let's do another Old Testament. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. Charge. Jeremiah 29, 11. That's it. That's it, girls two, guys one. All right, this could end it right here. Guys, you better step up. All right, I'm going to give you an easy one so some of you guys might can get it here. Y'all ready? Um, this is an easy one. Well, I'm not going to give it that easy. Let's do, all right. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11, 1, charge. Hebrews 11, 1. Hebrew. All right, keep going. Keep going. Hebrews 11.1. 1. That is it. All right, the girls win. Yep. Girls, ladies win. But Brother Edgy put up a fight. Amen. He, he got knocked out in the second round. All right. Would you open your precious Bible tonight to the book of John? I just got a text from Miss Sarah. I didn't see it just before church. And I've not really shared a whole lot about Stone's Peep. Uh, the doctor explained that to me. But the goal has been five. They've been wanting to get it down to five. And so um, it has fluctuated, you know, very high. Then eight, seven, six. But praise the Lord, it's down to five. So we're thankful for that. And also he passed his CPAP trial. And so that is a great blessing. So let's just keep praying, pray, pray, pray. 
And I want to say to all of you that are involved in the meal train, what a blessing. That is a great encouragement. I don't know if you're aware of that, but if that's something you want to get involved in, um, I know Miss Ashley and Miss, uh, I think, Lindsay, some others have been involved in it. Miss Kyla uh, knows about it. So you do that online, don't you? And so, uh, but anyway, if you have any questions about that, don't ask me. Who do they need to ask? Ashley, Miss Ashley Reiner, get with her. Miss Ashley, I know you probably don't like doing this, but would you mind like either standing or raise your hand there? And you need to get with her, be involved in this. And this has been a great blessing to the family, um, just getting some food. And uh, that's a great blessing. So again, I know all of them watching tonight. We love all of you, Gillies, and we're praying for you so very much. I have going to be going down tomorrow, and I've got something special for Sadie. And, uh, and so anyway, and, and by the way, we're thankful for what the Lord is doing. Would you, again, you there? You in the gospel according to John chapter 10, a very well-known passage of scripture. And I want to just um, share a little thought with you tonight that I pray will help you, uh, going to help me. Uh, John 10 verse 1, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them, again, now he's going to interpret the parable. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. That's pretty clear, isn't it? All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to, for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I love this. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaving the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And I'm known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me. Because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. 
I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We pray now that you'll take your word, speak to our hearts tonight. We'll thank you for what you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to just simply just talk tonight, preach tonight, speak tonight, hopefully help you tonight, help me tonight. Really, the text is verse 11. But I want you to notice in chapter 10, I'm glad that he's the door, aren't you? He's the door. I'm glad also that we find that he is the good shepherd. And that's really what I want to just preach on tonight. I'm glad that I have a shepherd. God considers us or he compares us to sheep. And I don't know a lot about sheep. I just, I do know several things. I know I did a podcast there a few weeks ago on what, how we should behave in wolf country. Sheep should. But God has prepared us or has kind of compared us to sheep. And so sheep need to be led. There's a lot of things that sheep need. And so when I think about the Lord saying to us that he is the good shepherd, I'm glad that he is our good shepherd. And not only is he the good shepherd, I'm glad he's the sincere shepherd. I love that he says I'm not a hireling. Um, you know, we talk about this a lot of times when it comes to someone that is a pastor, someone leading, and someone that's a pastor, and they're only doing it for the duty of it, or they're only doing it for the money of it, then they obviously don't love their sheep. And I want you to know, I love our sheep. And I know you love us. I was doing good this evening until I got to my chair and someone had wrote me a thank you card. And I told her, I said, that got me, girl. I'm glad we have a sincere shepherd. He's the real thing. You know how I know that? He tells us here how he is such a sincere shepherd. You know, first of all, I think about this sincere shepherd. He learns us. He knows us. Aren't you glad he knows us? You know, I'm sure David knew every sheep. When I think about those shepherds that the angels came to and serenaded the night that we celebrate Christmas time. I'm sure those men knew those sheep in an intimate way. And when I think about shepherds in the Bible, they knew their sheep. And when I think about our shepherd, he knows his sheep and he learns us. He calls his, the Bible says he calleth his own sheep by name. By the way, he knows your name. He knows you in particular. Christ knows our names. He knows our dispositions. He knows our desires. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our, um, our abilities. He knows our faults. He knows our degrees of how much we love him back. Uh, he knows uh, all that needs to be known about us. And I'm thankful for that. We're not just a number to him. We are a special person in his sight. And this shepherd knows us. The Bible says, I know my sheep. He learns us. I'm thankful for that tonight. I want you to also know, not only does he learn us, verse 14, I want you to notice that he loves us. 
verse 15. You say, Pastor, how do you know He loves us? As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father. And notice this now. Don't let this go by too quick. And I lay down my life for the sheep. See, when you love somebody, you'll give your life for theirs. And I'm glad he gave my life, his life for me. And I know he loves me. And not only do I know he loves me, he loves you. You think of the most um, vile, corrupt, evil sinner, or even criminal, sitting in a jail cell. Here's what's amazing. God loves him. He loved him so much that he gave all that he had. He loves us this, this evening. I'm thankful it tells us the extent of the love that Christ had for not only sinners, but for us. And I'm thankful the Bible says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I don't know about y'all tonight, but I'm glad he loves us. When we don't feel loved, he loves us. You might go to sleep one night somewhere down the road and you might feel like nobody loves you. I want you to know something tonight. God loves you. Our shepherd loves us. He not only loves us, he learns us. I'm glad that he knows us. I'm glad that he loves us. And I don't know about you. I think sometimes we take real true love for granted. I really do. I think we take the real thing for granted. But I want you to know something tonight. When real love is displayed, it should never be taken for granted. And we ought to love him back. Why? Because he first loved us. This great shepherd learns us. He has loved us in verse 15. But I want you to notice in verse 3. The Bible says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own, his own sheep by name. And I love this little phrase. And leadeth them out. Leadeth them out. Leadeth them out of where? Wherever they are. I don't know where you are tonight. I don't know what you're dealing with tonight. But you have a shepherd that will lead. He leads us. He wants us to lead us out. You say, Pastor, I'm in trouble tonight. Well, get to the shepherd. The shepherd will help lead you out. Amen. So, well, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I need something. I, I, I got I to gotta get, get out of something. Maybe you're dealing with uh, temptation. Maybe you're dealing with a struggle. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, he'll lead you out. He knows where to take you. He knows where to go. He has your best interests in mind. The Bible tells us very, very, very simply here that he leadeth us out. The Bible says when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And that's a beautiful thing to me. He leads he doesn't just tell us this is where I want you to go and this is what you ought to do. The Bible says when the porter openeth up, he goes first. Can I say that everything that we have ever faced, the Lord has already faced. He leads the way. He scouted the trail long before we did. Every heartache, every trouble, every struggle, listen to me, the Lord knows all about it. He can lead us through. Why? Because he's already experienced it. And I want you to know something that Tonight, our shepherd will lead us if we will follow. 
What a joy. Honestly. What a joy. And really a fulfillment and satisfaction when you can follow such a leader. You know, we we don't say much about leadership today. But you know, there are um, some leaders that's a joy and it's a fulfillment, it's satisfaction to be able to follow some leaders, but then other leaders... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really a tragedy. I, I, I just, I was getting on there today to really check on the status of the fund for the Gillies. And I just got on there for a minute and I, I found a post on Facebook of someone said that it's a sad day today. It was talking about their management. Now, I don't know all the particulars about it, but I do know somewhat of the particulars of this one. And there's a certain need there. There's a real need. There's a real need. And uh, there's a real need. I mean, it's a real physical thing, real health thing. And, and uh, you know, I think this gentleman is just, you know, saying, look, I need some days to be able to take care of this need and even do it without pay. Do it without pay. And uh, from what I understand, the management has basically said, if you take the day, you're going to get rode up. Now, I don't know all the particulars about it, but I'm going to say something. We've gotten to a place where people's gotten awful calloused. And I want y'all to know something. Uh, when it comes to family and, and those types, and by the way, I know that a man has to work, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's a, it's a sad day when people don't have a heart. And I'm going to be honest, I think if someone's a good leader, they're going to lead with their heart, and that means, that means they've got to be tough at times, but... The people that they're leading should always know that they care and love them. We've never had that question in mind when we think about our shepherd. We know that he has our best interest in mind. We know he cares and we know he loves us. What a joy to be able to follow a great leader like the Lord. He leads by his presence. He leads us by his words. He leads us by His impressions. He leads us by the Holy Spirit. He is the good shepherd and His own should follow Him. Can I ask you all a question tonight? Are you one of His? Are you one of His sheep? If you're one of His sheep, would you raise your hand? You know the Lord Jesus. Then you know what you ought to be doing? You ought to be following the shepherd. You ought to be letting Him lead you. Why? Because you're one of the sheep. So He leads us. He loves us. He learns us. I want you to notice this. He longs for us. Look at verse 14. The Bible says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. There it is. I am known of mine. That amazes me that the Lord Jesus longs that old sinners like us would know him. That we know him. You know, he desires for us to know him better. That I might know him, what, better. For that I may know him. We should, he wants us to know him. In Revelation chapter 4, the Bible tells us, the Lord tells us that we were created for his pleasure. I don't know about you, but I'll say this. It's kind of a pleasure when you know somebody not only knows you, but they love you. Can you imagine that the Lord not only knows us, but... It thrills him that we love him. How many of you are thrilled that you know somebody today loves you? 
Well, the Lord's thrilled because we want to know Him and love Him. That gives the, gets right down to the very heart of God. That he, he loves us. He longs that we love Him. And then He's told us over there in another passage that we are to learn of Him. He said, learn of me. Learn of me. He said, I want you to know me. He said, I want you to know me in such a way. Learn of me. Know my impressions. Know my word. Know my character. Know my person. There's so many people that say they're saved and they don't even know anything about their Savior. They have such a, a, an elementary a knowledge of the one that they say that has saved them. We ought to know Him. We ought to know His word. We ought to know His promises. We ought to know what He desires. We ought to know His will. All of these things are important that we may know Him. You think about it. When we get to know someone. How do you get to know somebody? You, you, you listen for someone's heart. When you hear someone talk, when you spend a lot of time with someone, after a while you begin to know that person. I mean, I would hope to think after 13 years here, you'd kind of get to know me and I'd kind of get to know you. Why? Because we've spent some time together. We've seen how we've responded to things. But God says to us that he longs for us to know him. That, blow, that, that absolutely amazes me that the God of heaven is wanting us to know him, this great shepherd, as his sheep. We know his voice. Do you know his voice? You know when he speaks to you? Sometimes he speaks to us in a still small voice. Sometimes he speaks in the thunder. Just because he didn't speak to the thunder that particular time in the Old Testament doesn't mean he always he could speak in thunder. He spoke with he spoke with dreams. He's spoken. We hear his voice. We should follow him because we know. He desires that we be near Him. Here's why. When you love somebody, you want to get them close so you can protect them. See? You don't want to hurt them. You love them, you want to protect them. He longs to protect his own. From who? Dangerous enemies. That shepherd would protect and guard those sheep. Why? Because there's real live wolves. There's real live bears. There's real live enemies. And by the way, as Christians, we have enemies in our life. And God says we ought to get close. We ought to know him. He wants us to be close. Why? So he can protect us. The sheep doesn't protect the shepherd. The shepherd protects the sheep. He longs to lead us. What? In his own green pastures. Not our green pastures. You know what I've learned? When we lead ourselves, we, we, you know where we lead ourselves to? A hog pen. That's where we lead ourselves. God wants to lead us in green pastures. And by the way, those are the most beautiful pastures you've ever seen in your life. He longs to lead us in his own green pastures. Hey, he longs to feed his own with rich food from heaven. Now, who was, I think it was Miss Jessica. She said, the girls loved them ribs yesterday. Said, hey, man, they ate. I mean, every, I mean, got every bit of sinew. I thought of my brother-in-law, Mike. I was getting ready to get Mike to come up and stand. And all of us folks were standing there or sitting there in them chairs. I said, you know what? We need some laughter here today. I was going to ask Mike to come up and give us his experience with ribs when his mom and dad was at home. And they were all at home as a little boy. And I'll try to do the best I can, but 
Brother Mike said that his dad would get these ribs on sale. I mean, he said it'd be a good price. And he says after we get to eating them, he said, Mike always would say that all it was was bone and fat with some barbecue sauce slapped on them. And he said, I'd be over there just, you know, and he said, my dad would go, hmm, he said, good boy. He got them good ribs. It was good ribs. Eat them things up with them good ribs. And, you know, Mike said, I'm over there, you know, just nibbling on fat and bone. Well, I'm going to tell you all right now, it was some good ribs last night. Was it good ribs? I couldn't taste. But I was told they were good. The chicken was good, but I ate because I was hungry. Everybody said they were good. I mean, everybody likes rich food from heaven. That was rich food from Georgia, amen? And we ate it up on top of Sand Mountain. I don't know about y'all, but other than West Virginia, that's about the most almost heaven place I've seen around here in Tennessee. That's pretty up there. I like it. But we all know that God wants to feed us. He doesn't feed us, praise God, bones and fat with some barbecue sauce slapped on it. He gives us the good stuff. He gives us manna from heaven. He gives us something that will fill us up and we don't have to go and eat that late night snack later. Y'all with me? Y'all too serious tonight. I'm trying to get up out of here and laugh a little bit. I've done enough crying. He loves us. He learns us. He leads us. He longs for us. But he lives for us. He lives for us. Look at verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and not just life. Notice this. And that they might have it more abundantly. That's why he's living. That's why he's alive. That's why if you go over to the Middle East and the little country of Israel, you'll find a location there called the place of the skull that's empty. There's no one in that tomb because the Lord Jesus Christ lives today. He lives for us. He's a living Savior. Listen to me. Nobody in Islam can say that they have a living Savior. Because if you go over there to the Middle East and you're in Islam, your leader, your prophet, by the way, they, they worship that grave. They make treks to that grave. But that man is in that grave. But I want you to know something. The founder and the creator of Christianity is alive and well. He's living. And because he's living, we can live. We don't have to die. We don't have to sit around moping around. I know we all get hit with some things from time to time. But I want you to know, he's come that we might have life and that he give it to us more abundantly. Because I live, he says, ye shall live also. That's why he lives. I give unto them eternal life. That they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. See, he lives for us. We have a living shepherd. I don't know about y'all tonight, but I'm thankful for that. I'm glad we have the good shepherd tonight. Several of the children, they quoted, the Lord is my shepherd tonight. I said, well, they're already in tune because that's what I wanted to speak on tonight. The Lord is my shepherd. He is our sin share shepherd. Why? He learns us. When y'all go to bed at night, just kind of get a hold of this. Let this wrap you around you. Let this wrap around you. He knows the very hairs on your head. 
He knows everything about you. You don't have to hide. He knows you. He knows how you're feeling. He knows what you're doing. He knows what you're thinking. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He knows you. I'm glad the shepherd learns us how he loves us. I don't know about y'all tonight. I, if I just came for that, that was worth the trip. Yeah. He loves me tonight. Yes. He loves you tonight. His love is supreme and eternal. It's the real thing. He leads us tonight. Are you letting him lead you? I was going to preach a message out of Genesis chapter 44. Struggling a little bit with it. And I was just going to entitle it, Have You Had Enough? Have you had enough? In Genesis chapter 44, it's an amazing thing. Joseph had been sold into slavery by his brothers. And I got to looking at that a little bit. And back there in Genesis chapter 38, if you just look at one individual, I'm going to preach this later, but I want to give this a little tidbit tonight. In chapter 38, when they were selling, they were getting rid of Joseph. The other brothers wanted to kill him. But one stood up and his name was Judah. And Judah said, no, wait, he, we can't kill him. He's flesh of our flesh. He said, he's our brother. But he said, we're Here's what he said. He said, he's our brother. We're not going to kill him, but we're going to get rid of him. Now, what you think about that? A brother said, I'm going to get rid of you, Judah. But you don't find that same Judah in chapter 44. Something's happening to Judah in chapter 44. What's happening is, Joseph, you know, was sold into slavery. We know, though, through all of the things that happened in Joseph's life, we know that he became the highest man other than Pharaoh, and everyone had to come to him. And when his brothers came, he did not reveal himself to them. And on the second trip down, when they came to their brother, Joseph did not reveal, but what he did is he played a little trick on them. He gave all of them their food, but then he gave all of their money back. And he told his steward, he said, I want you to take my cup, my silver cup. And he said, I want you to put it in one of the bags. As soon as they got away, he said, uh, go get them now and fetch them. Tell them they've stolen something from me. So anyway, to make a long story short, they, they, they gather around him. They fetch them up. They find that. They look through all their stuff. They find that Joseph's back. So they bring them back and forward. Of course, they don't know it's his brother. They don't know this is the man that they just sold years ago. But you find another Judah in 44 after he got caught. He made a statement when he realized Joseph said, look, he said, you've stolen this. He said, you have another brother. He said, oh, yes, we have a younger brother. His name's Benjamin, but we can't bring him because he said, my brother is of my father's with one wife. He said, he'll never let him out of his sight. It will, it will kill him. If, if, if Benjamin comes down here, Joseph looks at him and says, look, I want you to know something. You're not going to get it. You'll never see my face no more. You'll never get any more help unless you bring Benjamin here. Genesis 44, verse 16. Here's what Judah said. What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? 
God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. You know what's happening? Everything in Judah's life is coming to a screeching halt here. He realized the Lord is dealing with him as an individual. And you know what he really said in that verse after he tried to... He sold his brother. They were going to kill him. They've lied to, their, they've, they've lied to his father all these years. And in Genesis chapter 44, here's what he said and since that I just read to you. Verse 16. Y'all want to know what he said? He said, I've had enough. I can't do that no more. That's what he said in that verse. He said, what, what else can we do, Lord? Here's why I bring all that up. And then Judah, in chapter 38, sold his brother into slavery. But then a couple chapters later, I'm not trying to be gross here tonight. But he has an affair with his own daughter-in-law and has a child by her. Here's the mysterious thing. Can God ever use somebody like that? In Genesis chapter 44, there's a different Judah. So Pastor, why is that important? He loves us when he shouldn't love us. Isn't that beautiful? He loves us when he shouldn't. He loves us. He leads us. He longs for us. He wants us to know him. Know him better. Praise God, I'm glad tonight he lives for us. Y'all glad he lives for us? I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. What's the name of that? He lives. Oh, there you go. That's kind of easy peasy right there, isn't it? He lives. He lives. He lives. You asked me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Y'all glad the great shepherd lives in your heart? Y'all glad he loves you? Y'all glad he longs for you? You glad he leads you? Are you letting him lead you? Are you leading yourself? God help us. I tell you what, when we lead ourselves, we make a mess. We certainly do. So God help us. Follow the great shepherd. Amen. We're going to have Miss Donna play. Let's all stand to our feet. I don't know where you're at tonight. Can I ask y'all how, how long has it been since you've just thanked the Lord for being such a good shepherd? You know, it's kind of a funny thing to say, but we live in a day with such ungratefulness. And by the way, that's even creeped in in Christians, really. We've become so ungrateful. It's easier to get ungrateful than to stay grateful because we just take stuff for granted. We take people for granted. We take salvation for granted. We take his love for granted. Let's not do that tonight. Let's not take it for granted. <laughs>
How many of you tonight say, I, I, you don't have to raise your hand, but you know in your heart, say, Lord, I'm prone to take good things, wonderful things for granted. Ask God to help you with it. Ask Him to stir a spirit of gratitude in your heart. He's the great shepherd. Let's be thankful. Amen. That we have such a good shepherd that loves us, learns us, longs for us, lives for us, leads us. Protects us. He protects us. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight. We want to just thank you for your goodness and your grace. And Lord, we're thankful you are the good shepherd. I pray you'll help us to follow you. We need help there, Lord. We're prone to lead ourselves. We're prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. So, Lord, I pray you'll help us now. I ask this in Jesus' precious name. And all God's people say it. Also, please don't forget, uh, tonight before you leave, Sunday school teachers, you're meeting right over here in this room. And then also remind you about the CD sign-up sheet uh, back in the back. Is this the last Sunday for that? So, last Sunday, please get your name if you want one of those CDs by Brother Nate. And that would be a great blessing. God bless you. Be careful going home. Sunday school teachers and workers meeting with Brother Don.